The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the show where we can count past 101 my name is Nick Pollock, and I am joined by the still stuck in Florida Alex Fast. Let me out! <laughs> uh, we are uh, we had uh, not to regale people with our tales, but yes, still mm. in Florida, not as intended. Yeah. We're supposed mm-hmm. to fly home Saturday. Nice little double ear infection for Zelda. Can't fly oh, because think there's fluid. It'll burst. Don't yeah, that happened to my six-year-old no. daughter. Doesn't no, absolutely not. What a good father you are for preventing Uh, that from happening. But um, so today it's different because normally we do the on the corner on Mondays and we do Nick and Alex baseball show Tuesday nights, but we flipped it this week uh, for two reasons. One, we have this day off right before the divisional series. And I felt like this is the day we got to talk about it before all the series happen, lead you guys up to it tomorrow morning. And look, we got five months to dissect my top 200 starting pitchers. So one more day is all right. I'm not, I haven't actually put it out yet. Um, I did a whole stream today. It is 200. I think I'm done with the top 100. I'm going to look over it again tonight, then do the rest of the top 100, uh, the, the top 200, the back end mm-hmm. 100. Doesn't matter. And then write some notes on it and get it out tomorrow morning. That's the plan. Um, and then also Fast King can criticize me before it's public. And that's yes. a good thing, too. You Very know? Nice. So, uh, but we're going to talk about lots of things. We're going to talk about the the series that just happened yeah, yeah. Um, with the uh, uh, all of them and fast. I'm, I know this is bad. I've already forgotten what teams I predicted. I feel yeah. like I wanted the Phillies. I was saying it's going to be the Phillies. Yeah. Um, I wanted the Padres just because it'll be lol Mets. And I said, it's got to be the Mets. I couldn't let them down, but I really wanted to do Padres. We yeah. both did. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then I think I think I had the Mariners. I think uh, I had you, that. Um, you chose, yeah. I chose the Guardians. You chose Tampa Bay. I chose the Blue Jays. You chose the Mariners. Yeah. I chose San Diego. You chose the Mets. And we did. You really don't choose San Diego. I feel like you went back at the end. No, 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 no. I don't no, know. We got the no, tape. No, go to the tape. Yeah, go to the tape. But all that all matters right. is the first one. All that matters is the first one. Um, and then I had the Phillies. I did have the Phillies. I believed in Nola and Wheeler. Yeah, you had. The, we both had Philly. We both had Philly. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're up here. Apparently, I think I it's even. Who, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> None of I do. 
I, um, I am I am very excited for this Nabs because it feels like we're, we're because of the way that this follow falls. We are in that like prime uh, because we usually like are dealing with news that has either just happened or recapping things that have happened over the week. We're in that prime spot. Sure. It's like oh baby, we can review all the big things that just happened. We can do previews of next week. Uh, let, let's start with some of the big things that just happened. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's uh, everyone's ears are burning when we bring it oh, up. Um, uh, Eno Saris just released an article about it on The Athletic. Um, we have to talk about Joe Musgrove and the conspiracy oh, that's boy. been happening. I think I saw Pitching Ninja tweeted that, and it was very funny. What is what is your take on this? Um, I mean, I got to believe Andrew McCutcheon. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew McCutcheon put out a tweet saying that a lot of players or some players put red hot on their yeah. ears um before games and like there are a lot of photos of musgrove his ears are red all the time and you're in the most adrenaline adrenaline focused start of the year we expect velocity to be up in the playoffs um that that is well known and documented guys throw harder in the playoffs i remember seeing kyle freeland hit like 97 once i mean uh, it's what happens okay so it doesn't surprise me that we would see higher spin rates generally on a fastball because you throw harder. It's easier to get more force on it. It's a little different maybe with breaking pitches um, because you can say, oh, the, the 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 more friction you have on the ball, the more ability you have to stay on later to tug it. Fine. Sure. But everything else seems kind of in line. Um, I saw a really good tweet and I really wish I remember who it was, but I was just scrolling before stuck with me. Um that said, essentially, spin rates are up 5% across everywhere. And it was 5.3% for Musgrove yesterday mm-hmm. uh, in his postseason. So it's, you know, I, I, I think it's that it was nothing. I think it's kind of amazing. I love those moments in baseball that we have uh, yeah. ears getting inspected, you know. Sure. Yeah. I think it's incredible. Um, but yeah, do I think that he was using some illegal substance? No, I don't. Yeah, neither do I. It was a little disappointing yesterday to see some writers who I really respect kind of uh, just looking at spin rate and, and kind of for, <clears throat> forgetting that spin rate is tied to velocity. So if you see a jump in velocity, you're likely going to see a jump right. in spin rate. Those those are very much related. And it was also frustrating to see then today a lot of older beat writers be like, I spoke to older pitchers and they said. Oh, I saw that tweet. Yeah, two former just, pitchers. I think Mike Petriello said, how former? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was that was a fantastic response from him because, listen, that's frustrating. I mean, like, uh, I'm not going to get into a whole big rant about, you know, misinformation and quote-unquote fake news and stuff like that, but it was annoying to see so many people react to that and scapegoat that when it was so not the case. And, like, also – if you don't want that to be the case, then then win with Max Scherzer. You know what I mean? Like have mm-hmm. your offense, you know, score a, a few more runs. And maybe you're saying, well, if Musgrove was cheating, they weren't going to be able to score a few more runs. I don't also know if that's the case because it, it's not like all of a sudden he was throwing five mile an hour, five miles an hour at worst. But I also I also have another theory that kind of ties us into yeah, go ahead. The, the Mets, not not about the ears in particular, because he what, he wasn't cheating. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I was thinking about it today and thinking about it last night because I feel for all the Mets fans, I truly do. I think it's very tough to, to, to have your season end that way. I think what happened is because of the fact that down the line they had to fight for the NL East division spot, mm-hmm. they had to 
perpetually start DeGrom, who's dealing with a blister issue. They had to start Scherzer, who I just have a really difficult time believing he was 100%. Had to start Bassett, who I think they had a, dif- I had a difficult time believing that he was 100%. Whereas those are not spring chickens. And if the wild card or the division, either or, are firmly wrapped up, you're you're letting them rest a little bit more. Maybe you're doing some phantom IL stints. You're these are older guys. You want to be able to rest them, have them fully healthy, or as sure. close to 100 of the playoffs as possible. But here you are with the antithesis. You're putting them in essentially a playoff environment in Atlanta a week before this series, and they're going all out. They're not doing well. I don't know. I was hoping they could bounce back, but I think that if we're kind of pointing to where this kind of all went wrong. I think that's that's kind of where it starts to unravel. A lot of people will also bring up the Cubs series that they couldn't yeah. get in a win. Um, they didn't capitalize fully against the Pittsburgh Pirates. DeGrom showed up. And the home run that Trent Grisham hit, by the way, the solo shot, was a 100-mile-per-hour fastball down and away perfectly spotted yeah. by DeGrom. I mean, it's, it's not like... You know, he pitched terribly. Chris Bassett was not at his peak. It wasn't the worst I've seen Chris Bassett. Yeah. Max Scherzer allowing four home runs, very abnormal, right? Yeah, without uh, a doubt. Sure, the home run that Grisham hit was not a good pitch, and and Scherzer relies more on command and sequencing than does Degrom. Still, you know the, the Padres did things right too, and the Mets bats did not wake up. Game one so, and game t- and game three, one earned run, zero and runs. I mean, it was they got to do better than that. Yeah, and that's a huge deal. It's funny that you say that because it also brings up another interesting point about defense overall. Because I'm thinking about Chris Bassett, right? Mm-hmm. And highest ground ball rate of his career was this year. A lot, uh, the first two or three earned runs were all off ground balls. Ground balls that just found holes. Sure, you know what I mean. And a lot of the time, positioning is going to turn those into outs. And it just makes you like, I, I do this all the time. It's very easy to cite um, infield defense metrics uh, over the course of a season. But mm-hmm. the Cardinal series proved that yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. that was the, the, the Cardinal series when we saw what, like, I don't want to say th- it wasn't errors, but it was three ground balls that could have been ground out double plays to help them win a game were completely botched. It was super reminiscent of the Texas-Toronto series that led up to the Jose Batista home run. I think a lot of people forget that, like, before that, there was, like, all of this weird, these weird issues um, uh, going on on the field. Um, no, I was trying to use, I was trying to use a word, and I just lifted up to make sure it was the right word, and it wasn't the right word. Um, uh, I just made these- anyway fast. That's what I do. No, yeah, I had to make sure it was correct. There were all these, I think it was like Elvis Andrews and, and um, uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> didn't You're doing like great. His head, didn't, like getting, didn't like getting his head touched ever. Why am I forgetting his I, head? Oh, uh, Adrian Beltre. Yeah, Adrian Beltre errors that were happening. And it so, you know, it's just kind of goes to show you, like Bassett was being Bassett last night. Like mm-hmm. you said, he got those ground balls. But yeah, it, it was a tough beat. It was a tough beat for Now, for, so for something to be said about Bassett's ground ball rate this year. Uh, I was actually saying this on the stream today was generally ground ball rates are going to follow. I mean, it's just what you're throwing, right? Either as a pitcher, you're trying to miss bats or the barrel of the bat either up or down. And if you're missing it up, it's because you have a four seamer that's going to ride higher and above the bat. If you're if you're missing down or you're missing the barrel underneath it, that means you're having a higher emphasis on change-ups and, and curveballs and sliders that are going under, right? Sometimes you miss the barrel at the handle. That's more of the cutter stuff or two-seamer stuff. Uh, but sometimes, for the most part, two-seamer also going down, right? 
So this year, Brass, Bassa actually pulled back from four seamers to throw everything else. And you know, that's, I think, a major reason why you saw that higher ground ball rate. You saw uh, um, Austin Nola hit a RBI double. Oh, sorry, yeah. single for two of them. I can I yeah. cannot say sentences right now. Yeah, that was an 0-2 curveball. I don't think it was that bad of a curveball. I think, actually, that curveball has treated Bassett really well. Was it the prime location? No. But generally, I mean, that's a grounder that just scooted through the hole. And um, that goes straight into Lindor's mitt or so. Everyone goes, great, great job. Pass it through his best pitch. And it worked out, right? And it just happened to find the right spot. Good on Nola getting enough of uh, the bat on the ball to make that happen, right? Mm. And that's baseball. I mean, baseball is is weird and things work out well. Musgrove pitched incredibly well. Yep. And he pitched better than Bassett. Uh, should it have been as many runs? Maybe not. But still... I mean, Musgrove did pitch better. That's kind of what happened. And sorry, Mets, it's it's <laughs> that's the end of your year. I feel terrible for you, uh, but that's just how it goes sometimes. So uh, there's a few other series that we're actually no. Let's get the other series first. But before we wrap on talking about the series that we just watched, though, I do want to get to the what your overall thoughts on the three game wildcard series looked like. But before yeah. we do, do you have anything additional to say about Phillies uh, cards before we look at the other uh, wildcard series? I do, and uh, I'm going to mention it after this quick break. The Phillies cards, honestly, uh, I'm excited about it. Aaron Nola's first playoff game ever, and he dominates Zach Wheeler. Just as Zach Wheeler, and he did great. I love that Yadier Molina got to have his last at-bat. He, you know, no one wants to end yeah. a career on deck is one of the best things I've heard from Alex Rodriguez. And he got to get up to the plate and get a single and keep their team alive. Like he didn't feel like he didn't do it. You know, he gave and uh, had that bad continued the line just didn't work out for them. So I'm excited for the fills. I got to say, uh, it was really fun watching that comeback in the first game. Um, and to see them just cruise through the second one. Also, I'll say I wanted a Sunday filled with four more elimination games or whatever. All we got was one of them, whatever. It's fine. Uh, I'm excited for Tuesday's four day for game affair once again. But yeah, I mean, that was that was a fun series, too. Sorry, Cardinals. But I think honestly, seeing Aaron Nolan and Wheeler going at it, wonderful stuff. Yeah, totally. I think my take on it was like, and this is like. <laughs> what? Of, uh, I, both of these pitchers fare relatively well, but like when you take a step back and you look at it without really a lot of baseball acumen, you're like, oh, wait the Cardinals didn't win a series where their two starting pitchers were Jose Quintana and Miles Michaelis. Jose Quintana was totally fine. I mean, so I mean, really, that really wasn't the issue. I mean, it really was the infield defense and a, and a bullpen explosion that kind of let them down. Uh, but it was kind of funny to think about it. You know, I mean, you're right. The, did you realize how much Jose Quintana grunts? I forgot. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I didn't. It was it was loud. It it was it was loud and proud. I mean, they weren't going to start Adam Wainwright. I don't think. I didn't think we were going to see him at all because I really do believe fatigue got to Adam Wainwright in, in September, and I it is kind of sad to see. I mean, I think Wainwright should retire. Um, yeah. Molina and and Pulo certainly are. You got to see Jordan Montgomery. I, I I thought it was a funny moment of hey, this is going to define who won the Yankees-Cardinals trade right now. Montgomery Bader and Montgomery allowed to run. I was like, see, Yankees, you win. You did it. You know, and, and I will say, I, I, that is something I'm going to be watching a lot. I'm so intrigued about. We'll talk about the that series in a, in a moment. But how Hader, Harrison Bader performs. Hey, Haderson. Haderson Bader. Bearer. Bearer. 
Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, no. Um, how well he performs in the playoffs. I mean, this is why the Yankees made that deal. They knew they were going to win the AL East. They knew that their number five starter could be Domingo Herman and they'd be fine. And if Harrison Bader does well in the playoffs, they're going to say, look, like we needed this outfield bat and he's going to serve us better than Jordan Montgomery would have. I'm going to be, oh, I can't wait to see it. Um, if he if he hits like a big home run, but guys, they won the trade. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. Yankee Twitter is going to go absolutely wild if that yep. happens. Um, that uh, uh, The last thing I wanted to say about the cards Philly series is like that. That's an offense that can be like a kind of feast or famine offense, right? With Castellanos mm. and with Hoskins. I mean, Schwarber, obviously more home runs uh, than ever before this year. Harper, Harper great. Real Muto, great. Um, Boom, to an extent. But like it, there were definitely moments in that series, like with that comeback where you're like, oh, that's a team that could get hot. Like that could really be, I don't think they will be, but like that's a team that could be last year's Braves. They don't have the same pieces, but what I mean by that is a team that like gets into the World Series and you're like, oh, I didn't see this coming. This is, right. this is kind of interesting. Isn't, um, it, isn't it fun also to see that team just get so amped in that ninth inning? Like it's yeah. so cool just seeing a team that's just so linked and in at the same time. I love it. To see them on LinkedIn was great. Um, ah! Also to see Segura, you know, you know, I, it is crazy to me. That was his first postseason appearance. That is right. absolutely bananas to me considering how long of a career. He and had. he had the go ahead single. Oh my God. That was nice. That was very beautiful. That was very much a hashtag ain't baseball. Beautiful. I, so that takes care of, um, I mean, all series in the wild card, except for one, right? The, uh, so we can, we can start with the, the Mariners. Um, Listen, I, I, that second game, you gotta oh. feel for the Blue Jays. Oh I mean, it's one, it's one thing I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before in my life. It's one right. thing to blow an 8-1 lead. It's another to have it happen while losing one of your best contributors. Like, that, that oh is just God. unprecedented. It like, was the quietest I've ever heard a stadium. Yeah. I mean, it was an, I was, I was silent watching. Yeah. I, I, I made a loud noise and then just sat, just, is he okay? Did this just happen? Like what's going on? You know, oh my, what, what an unreal moment. Um, oh, but I, I you gotta be so excited for the Mariners though. You gotta. Yeah, you do. You really have to be excited for the Mariners, especially any team that's going to dance the horror uh, on on the field after the game. <laughs> Way to get it right. Way to correct. I, know. I, I I can't believe I, I lost all my my uh, my my Judaism cards uh, this weekend when I accidentally said that it was the Havana Gila because it's uh it's the horror. Um, but <laughs> three thousand likes don't care fast. That's true. Uh, but I care. I actually was very down about it. It, it. It's funny when that you said that like you were silent when the moment happened. I was on the phone with a uh, Delta Airlines representative <laughs> getting our flight changed. And I, 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 I will not say what I said. Um, there were many expletives, but, and then for some reason I was like, uh, sorry, we're watching the baseball game and the Mariners just came back from eight to one and George Springer just got hurt. And the guy in the other line was like, all right, we got you all checked in. <laughs> Like, just like couldn't, couldn't care, and I like couldn't uh, hang up to experience the moment right. because you know, like I'm not gonna wait 45 minutes to get this all done oh, again. Um, but yeah, you you like obviously very exciting for Mariners fans. I love seeing the live shots of of Safeco with people freaking out with the shoes on their head. Yeah. Um, I will say too that for any, I have I have a great relationships with Blue Jays fans. I love Blue Jays fans. I think they're very nice. But for the small small few 
who have made it their purpose in life to bring up Buck Showalter, not bringing in Zach Britton. Uh, all I got to say is 8-1 now. And well, we're, we're, we're good to go. You know, okay. Very, on that topic, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday. You're up. What, what, yeah. You're, you're up. What was it? Like two runs or three runs or something at that point? Brings him in the seventh inning. All I thought to myself is like Buck is just saying, I'm not letting this mistake happen again. Yeah. I got to I got to like just not forget about it. Oh, right. Edwin Diaz exists. It's the seventh whatever. Just get him out there. But it, sir, it's not it's not the eighth or the ninth inning. We're ahead. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Get him out there. I was shocked he was out there for the eighth, though. That just made no sense to me. The, the eighth was an interesting choice. Yeah. I would have to think that Buck is getting more calls from the front right. office sure. than he was when he was in Baltimore now. And they're probably telling him how to run the game. Um, you all like, I don't, you know, that the losses in Baltimore, that loss was on buck, but remember, like, there's no way, there's no guarantee we would have won that game to begin with. You look at buck's history. You, the fact that he has never, I don't think ever, he's never won a CS game. He's been, but he's never won. He got swept. The Orioles got swept with the Royals. He's never won. A CS game. That's remarkable. Yeah, poor guy. For him. I, I mean, for him. I gotta say, everyone. I, I I remember talking to a lot of Mets fans, and they were not thrilled at the Buck signing last year. I was I was excited for it for them because I think Buck is an amazing player manager. Um, I, and uh, he wasn't gonna have to make those decisions. Exactly what you said. They won 101 games this year. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have all the respect for Buck. Um, and I gotta say his faces are the best faces in the majors now that Tony Russa is no longer a Chicago White Sox manager. I yeah, so I, I conflated Buck and Tony LaRussa, and I don't think that's the case. I was I was right. definitely one of the ones at the beginning who was like, Oh, I wonder if they're just gonna try and bring back an old school brand of baseball. And then from the people that I've talked to, it seems like he's just truly like a clubhouse darling and they absolutely love yeah. him. And then that we also got that sweet video of Lindor's daughter seeing Buck in the corner and saying, fuck, uh, yeah, we being, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. we should, we should go to the, the uh, yes. before we move on to the last one, any final thoughts about M's Blue Jays? Uh, Ray got rocked. Castillo was incredible. Yeah. Um, cool to see, uh, Kirby close out a game. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I think we, is, is the most interesting, I think about the wild card stuff is how it sets up rotations for the, LDS, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, I hope that the Mariners have enough in the tank for it. Uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was a really fun one and good old big dumper coming through. Well, oh my God. We'll talk about the rotations as we go into the previews um, for sure. So, but let's, let's go to our last uh, series here. Um, Cleveland versus Tampa. Yeah. If you like pitching, boy, oh boy, do I got a series for you. Oh <laughs> Lordy. Um, listen, I, I, I tweeted this yesterday and I'm going to bring it back up again and I'm not going to be uh, apologetic about it. I didn't think that there, that it was the most entertaining game. And a lot of you, it's so messed up that like you say that and people are like, if you don't like that, then baseball's not for you. And it's like, no, I, I don't know if that's the case. It's okay to be like, there's been one hit in 19 innings here, uh, this isn't really the most fun, but it did make me think that even in the playoffs, I think it could be exciting for the sport to do a 12th inning ghost runner. I completely agree. That was boring okay. as hell. <laughs> it was, right? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, it was look. I look. I'm a pitching guy. You guys know this. Shane McClanahan against Shane Bieber was amazing. Yeah. As Battle of the Shanes, you know. Don't forget the name or whatever. And you have Tyler Glasnow against uh, Tristan McKenzie. That was great. Super fun. You maybe have some Class A in there. You have some Karen check. Okay. And then it's just like, what is this? I don't, you know, I'm so bored and I I understand. I've said this a lot. Like I under, I get that people get bored about baseball. Uh, For me, the excitement is really good. Like the, the best starting pitchers generally are just doing their thing. It's a whole story of that. And when it gets so interrupted all the time, you know, it feels like purgatory for the extra innings when nothing is happening and I get it completely. Um, So I'm with you Uh, props to the guardians they totally. made the most out of what they had. Um, they did their part and they put themselves in a way to in a situation to win. The Rays have to honestly score more. Um, that's more on the Rays to score more than it is the Guardians. Uh, and they they didn't come through. That's that. Uh, I am excited for that series, but moving forward again, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But SpongeBob SquarePants is my big takeaway. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I didn't realize this. The or- Had there been a Roll 5 draft, uh, the Orioles would have had the opportunity to select him, Oscar Gonzalez, hmm. um, when he was eligible. And that, that haunts Paul Marcano, who tweeted about that, from who works for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Um, I will say there was there were obviously some exciting moments. Adam coming in, Jason Adam coming in after. Oh, yeah. Race. And, and getting out of a bases loaded jam. That Unbelievable. was unbelievable. Like, here we go. Uh, and here we are. It's Jose Ramirez now, bases loaded, yeah. you know, in a 0 0 game in the sixth inning. That's incredible. Yeah, that change up that he actually missed his spot on, but it still came oh, right, in. Right. That was like, ooh, really, uh, really. Well, it was interesting. He missed 2 0. He threw a slider, hit a batter. So now it's bases loaded, right? You have mm-hmm. two fastballs he completely misses with. Yep. And it's I, I love modern baseball now because anytime you get to 2-0 and you miss, it's it used to always be a fastball, and now it's pretty yep. much always a secondary. Mm-hmm. And he threw a changeup out of the zone, down and yep. away, like in the dirt almost. And Jose Ramirez swung through it. And in that moment, it's essentially like you know, oh, Jason Adams just gonna throw only changeups for the rest of the way because yep. he can't find his fastball command. He hit a guy with a slider and he gets a whiff on the changeup, and that's his best pitch. Like, all right, that's all he does, and that's all he did. And he struck out Jose Ramirez on it, and then he got out of the inning. Great yep. stuff. Great stuff. Great job. Um, <laughs> all right, before we move on to the previews of the uh DS series, um, one last thing. Were you a fan of the three game wildcard series? Oh, absolutely. That was wonderful. We had we had a weekend of baseball. Yeah. You know, and I and what it used to be is you get two games here, two games there, a little scattered. It felt kind of like, oh, I guess that game is now all right. This was a weekend, not like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you start the playoffs or something and people are still at work and they just missed the Brewers game or something. This was the weekend. It was our weekend of baseball. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it is interesting. You know, uh, you, I, I dug it as well. The notion of a team getting an advantage by not having to travel for three days yeah. or, or being home, gone, because three out of four away teams won those series. Huh. Um, so if anything, was more pressure put on the home team to perform, and they, they, they all tanked. Um, I, I think it, it's fun. It's a fun brand of baseball where it's like, we, we've talked before. I think it was one of the wild thoughts where it was like, yeah, remove all the updates from the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. Fives, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And really, uh, the wild card series, while um, it forces you to at least have a really solid number three, right? Um, it would have been very interesting to have it go to a, a, a third game, both for the Guardians, who is oh, yes. Quantrill, yeah, is yeah. It, yeah. Right. for the Mariners, right? That there's an interesting choice to be had there. Um, we probably know it was going to be um, Logan Gilbert. Uh, yeah, Logan Gilbert. Um, if there is a third pitcher on the Cardinals, who would it have been? <laughs> um, like uh, eight of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I, but I'm in agreement with you. Um, but for now, we're going to move on to some of these uh, uh, DS series. Um, the big piece of news coming into the division series, Araldus Chapman not going to be on the roster. He called Aaron Boone. And he said, am I going to be on the roster? And Aaron Boone said, are you going to show up? And he said, am I going to be on the roster? And he said, are you going to show up? And then Boone was like, you're not showing up. Goodbye. Uh, didn't put him on the roster. Is this just kind of addition by subtraction for the Yankees? It, it honestly could be. Um, the inconsistency of Chapman since the tattoo midseason um, has really messed things up. And it could be the end completely. I mean, of that that's it. Chapman done in New York as a... Yankee fan, I know I don't say that often, um, but uh, I'm happy. Good riddance. Finally, I don't have this horrible human <laughs> on on my team. Uh, so, yeah, I think that actually clears the air a lot with you don't want to, you know, in every team, you can talk about how good a player is or not. It, it always helps a team to remove someone who is bad on morale and not in with you. You know, remove that cloud of of uh haze or cloud of haze cloud of despair <laughs> and confusion and just like it feels like it's holding you're not allowed to be excited you know you don't feel like you have uh each other's backs and everything and having chapman who's clearly not totally in this uh removed yeah bring up someone else who's so happy and thrilled to be there they didn't expect to be part of that roster and is just ready and create that amazing energy i think it's great yeah, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. Why don't we um, let's move into the CS series here? Or excuse me, DS series here. Let's start uh, with with Seattle, Houston. Um, listen, there's going to be like it's very easy to look at these previews and be like, okay, the best teams are Houston, Atlanta, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. Baseball never works out this way. No, right? It, I I will be shocked just by law of averages if that is what the uh, CS series looks like. One of these teams is going to, you know, play get 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 an upset here. So I'd be curious to know when we get to that series who you think the one upset is going to be. Um, we're going to start as I said with Seattle, Houston. Let's do it kind of like how we did before, where we're talking about rotation. Um, and then uh, uh, offense and bullpen, maybe even bring into fielding a little bit if we want to. The that doesn't matter fast. Look at the Cardinals. Yeah, that's, actually, you're right. It doesn't matter. So we don't really even need to talk about it. You're right. I, I don't know if overall it does matter. Um, the the Astros likely going to roll with uh, Verlander and then Valdez and then Musgrove uh, or Keedy. Um, I don't know who the four would be. If it would be Urquidy or, or, or Javier, but I imagine one, two, three, oh, four, Leonard Valdez. Javier has been so good. You can make an argument that he should be the third. Yeah, um, he could be. The Astros. I, um, I, think I was actually, I'm doing my top 100, or sorry, top 200 for next year. And I th I have Christian Javier in my top 25. Um, I have, I, I'm really tempted to put him inside my top 20. 
I, I think he's an unbelievable talent, one of the best four-seamers out there. I mean, he's essentially like Spencer Strider. It's really wild. Anyway, um, I I mean, you have to put it, obviously, in the Astros' favor, just because, of course, we're talking about with the, the wild card. Now you have Gilbert. Uh, now you have, I guess, George Kirby. And the ordering of this is weird. You only really get one of Robbie Ray and Castillo, I believe, each. So... It's going to be a little strange to figure out how the Mariners uh, figure this one out for a five-game series. You can probably get Castillo for game two and Ray for game three, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Each. Yeah. Uh, you might oh, be able oh, to, oh. to figure out because of the off days, it's possible Castillo can squeeze in five. for five, but it might be tough to do. Uh, it's not as divided as we'll see in other rotations, I believe, because Gilbert and Kirby, as I call them, Jerby, um, are, are solid. I mean, those yeah. are those are teams that have taken down the Astros before individually in uh, in season. Sure. So it's not just handed over to the Astros here. Uh, Rays got to step it up, though. I mean, it's one of the better four seamers around, but you can't have the game that you did on uh, on Saturday. Good news for him is that Teoscar Hernandez is not on the Houston Astros roster. Yeah, um, you have to figure it's Logan Gilbert starting game one against Orlando, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Ver- Verlander's already announced. So then it's Gilbert versus Verlander. And then, like you said, you know, goes into Castillo, goes into Ray. And then things get a little bit more interesting if it goes to a game four and game five. I think you're totally right that it's 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 really difficult to look at these two rotations. And while there's, you know, there's a lot of talent, obviously, in Seattle, it's difficult not to give it to Houston. Uh, is there really any conversation to be had, too, about offense? I mean, that that Houston team is, is pretty dang good offensively. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Is there, is, is there any case to be made for, for the Mariners over the Astros offensively? No, but the Mariners are clicking at the right time. They just scored 10 runs against the Jays, so there's something to be said there. Yeah. Um, and then also, I guess when it comes to the bullpen, you know, there's a lot of great arms in Seattle. Believe in those. And even though Seawald got hit pretty hard, Munoz, uh, Seawald, very, usually brash. very good. Yeah, Brash, of course, Matthew Boyd. Um, but it's tough to, you know, Ryan Presley, Rafael Montero, and Hector Neris, all top 30, uh, arguably, relievers mm-hmm. in baseball. You really only need, you know, that and maybe one more. And then you still have Ryan Stanek and Will Smith, who are also still very good, you know, to turn this game over. Let's also forget, too, Hunter Brown could be a mm. big name for them. coming. I'm thinking about, remember when Joe Musgrove, we talked about how excited we were for Joe Musgrove coming in for long relief in the playoffs. Oh, right. Well, we have that on both sides. You have Marco Gonzalez and George Kirby on the Mariners side. You have, I mean, a seven-man rotation for the Astros. So there's Luis yeah. Garcia, there's... Jose Arquiti, there's Hunter Brown, as you mentioned, Lance McCullers, theoretically early in the series could pitch. Um, if the, Even if they would go game four, theoretically, they could pitch with two off days between then. Yeah. Um, all right, well, then let's make our predictions then. Um, oh, no, we, we say the predictions for the end. Who will win the World Series? You want to do all yeah, the yeah, end? Yeah, 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 all the end. Interesting yeah. thoughts about the Mariners and the Astros. Let's move to the Yankees and the Guardians. Uh, and in this one, you have the, the Yankees have it set up. I mean, Cole, Cortez, Severino, I think there's been a lot of discussion about the weakness of the Yankees being a little bit with their pitching through the year and Cole's home run rates. But Cortez has woken up. Severino, 
looked amazing in that final game against the Rangers. I mean, no hit ball for seven innings with his fastball up to 97.8 miles per hour is insane. Yeah. They seem pretty locked up here while the Guardians going to have to start Cal Quantrill in that first game. Then they will get Bieber and then McKenzie. Uh-huh. But then is it Quantrill again? Is it Aaron Savali and potential game four? It gets really, really questionable uh, for that team. Uh, you have to get favor. You have to favor the Yankees with the rotation fast. Yeah, you definitely have to favor the Yankees for the rotation. If I'm playing, you know, devil's advocate, we've we've seen the volatility of Cole, right? We've we've seen him yeah three five year eight this year. Yeah, just we've seen it blow up every once in a while. But I don't think that you can't really make a case really that that no. the the one two three of the Yankees. So you rather have good. Cal Quantrill in his three four year, right? Uh, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> now is this ERA better than Cole's? I believe so. Yeah, that's a good tweet. Fast, you can. I'll give you that one. Um, now, going to the uh, to the ro- sorry, not the rotation, the the bullpen. You might give the case to the Guardians. Uh, the Yankees have been cheeky. They lost Michael King, uh, Clay Holmes, the Adobe, not as pristine as he was in the beginning of the year. There's Jonathan Wysiga, but you might want to give this one to the Guardians. Yeah, I think you have to give it to the Guardians. I think they're one of the more dominant. They're one of the more dominant bullpens in baseball this year, and could be a top bullpen in in uh, in the playoffs this year overall as well with the Dodgers. Um, I think if if the Yankees were at full strength, this would be a completely different story. Um, but I think there are, you know, it, listen, it's difficult to have a good bullpen when, like you said, you lose Michael King, you lose Chad Green, you lose Zach Britton, um, you lose Wendy Peralta. Like there's there's a that's tough to be able to overcome a lot of those obstacles. Um, you're not going to have Chapman, although, like we said, that's kind of addition by subtraction. And, you know, there have been guys who have been effective. Scott Efros was really effective for them in the past couple of weeks. But, you know, Miguel Castro wasn't amazing. He wasn't elite. Neither was Clark Schmidt. Um, Lou Trevino, I remember at the beginning of the year, Lou Trevino was the, you know, I know we're not talking about fantasy, but it was like the one guy in fantasy that you didn't want to get stuck with as your closer in Oakland. Mm. It was Lou Trevino. And now here he is in a in a in a closer seventh inning guy essentially for the yankees exactly now he's in a closer carousel i mean like you know that said you never know what's going to happen but i i really would give the guardians the edge when it comes to the bullpen yeah yeah i I believe so as well and offensively well one team has aaron judge and the other one doesn't however that is jose ramirez on the other side andres jimenez has done really well you still have to give it to the yankees though right um I think you have to give it to the Yankees. I mean, I think the way I think about this series is like this series is I think the Guardians do not get enough credit for the baseball that they've been playing. Um, you know, I don't think Tampa Bay was the, the best offense in baseball, but they virtually shut them down. I mean, they gave up what a two run home run in the first game. And that was or no, it was a solo shot, wasn't it from Jose Siri? Yeah. Um, and that was it. Uh, so that that's pretty impressive. Um, and it's not like they put up a, a bunch of runs as well, but I, I don't know. I think when it comes to the series, like, I, I know this is such a cop out. It really would not surprise me if Cleveland pulled it off, but it also wouldn't surprise me if the Yankees just swept them. You know what I mean? I, but I think there's the, there's the lack of surety here. You know, like if they, if they have a plan for Aaron judge, which is just like quite literally walk him every single time and the Yankees go into the slump, you know, I, I think it's like, the series is determined by Torres and, and Stanton. If they can be effective, 
then it, it's no question. It's absolutely no question that it's it's the Yankees to win. I didn't hear the name. That's important. It's Harrison Bader, and he is going to steer this offense around. I just I have a good feeling fast. Listen, the best thing about the playoffs in my mind, the thing that makes it the most better than any playoff in any sport is that it's those guys who determine the winners. Like Yeah, it's, it's the, the opportunity. Steve Pierce. It's exactly. MV Pierce, you mean. Um yeah. That right, everybody has their opportunity to soar, yep. totally. and uh, it's going to be a very fun series. There on the National League side, we have the Phillies now with their one-two aces used on Friday and Saturday, uh, going up against Atlanta, who may have Spencer Strider back. Uh, Max Freed, I haven't heard confirmation on Spencer Strider. I believe he would be, but I'm not totally sure there. But at the very least, Max Freed going up there. You have Charlie Morton there. Um, how do you feel about these two rotations? I mean, it's going to be Ranger Suarez facing a Atlanta team that feasts on lefties. <laughs> uh, yeah, yo. Uh, I, yo. <laughs> oh my! Is this going to continue? You got more, or <laughs> we have like eighteen minutes left? What if I just kept going for eighteen minutes? We'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's not great. Uh, there, there was an interesting tweet that I had earlier today that I had to delete all because of Alex Chamberlain and I already uh, messaged him to yell at him. Uh, Max Freed's curveball, mm-hmm. the only pitch in baseball yeah. to be thrown more than 500 times, not yeah. give up a home run, and not give up a barrel. Um, now, the original tweet also included Spencer Strider's slider, but he ended up giving up a home run uh, a little bit later in the season, like two or three days uh, or like a day or so before he hit the IL. Um, that is absolutely insane for Max Free to, to have that stat. Like in, in today's day and age, considering how often he throws it for strikes too and puts it in the zone, that is pretty remarkable. Um, I... Even with Strider gone, oh God, this actually is interesting. Though. So you, obviously you give it to Freed over Suarez, but then what? When it comes to- well, well, I'm not ready to concede this point. Oh wait, yes I am. I'm sorry. Okay, great. Now when it comes to what Morton and Wright, is that? Oh, who That's- the number two is? Yeah, Morton yeah. would be the two, right? I believe Charlie Morton would get the nod. Uh, you can make a very good case for Kyle Wright's about three. 13 ERA, something along those lines. Phenomenal season. Um, but you got to think that Charlie Morin is, is going to be there. But still, so Nola is better than both. <clears throat> and Wheeler is better than both. Um, it's a it's I'm, a five-game set is the thing. So you have Ranger Suarez against Max Freed. You got to obviously give the edge to Atlanta. Yeah. It's, uh, it's evenly matched-ish. I mean, I would give the... I'm giving the edge to the Phillies in the... Uh, you know, though in game two, game three, um, as far as that. But then it's really a question of Ranger Suarez game or not Ranger Suarez, I guess Cal Gibson game four, piggyback yeah. with Noah Syndergaard. And then game five, I guess you get Enola on actually you don't because you only have one day off um with a national league versus two, I believe, in the American League. It's a little bit weirder, um, from my understanding. I could be, I'll double check that uh, as I stall in a second, but I I don't think that Nola will be able to come back for that game five. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, you really might only get those guys for two days. 
of that five game set. And it's not a guarantee that Nola and, and Wheeler are just going to steal those games in this Atlanta offense. Is yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us then to, to the offense. I mean, on it, it is a, like on paper, it's an unbelievable offense for Philly. Right. But baseball isn't played on paper and it, it still is, you know, they had a top 10 uh, Woba overall, um, I believe it's still a, a, a top 10. Um, I was actually the fourth best um, Woe Bacon. You happy? I'm um, so happy. Happy. By the way, there's only one, there's only one off day. So you're not going to get Nola for game five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think even with it's, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, even with Nola, even if Nola did come back for a game five, you still have to beat him and then you would have to beat him twice. Um, and like you said, it's not, not even going to happen. I think it would be very difficult to uh, see a world where Philly is able to pull this out. Because even though, like I said, Philly's fourth best in uh, Wobacon or Wobacon, the only team to have a Wobacon over 400 was the Atlanta Braves. They are also mm-hmm. top five in terms of Woba. It's the better offense. It's definitely the better bullpen. Um, I mean, you can definitely make a case that it's not the better rotation, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if I could see a world where the Phillies well, this one out. I'm not going to tell my prediction now, but uh, I, I'm intrigued to see how Philly can tackle Kyle Wright. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious how they can go after Charlie Morton, and I'm curious if that game four starter is for Atlanta. If it's Spencer Strider, it could tip the scales very much in their favor. Um, you might see Spencer Strider before then. Uh, we'll see. Maybe in a relief role. I don't know. It depends on yeah. if this league is okay or not. Very curious to see. Uh, but let's move on to the uh, the final series, and then I'll yell at you a lot about stuff. Um, what? Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna rant about things. Oh, oh okay, great. Right. I mean, yelling at you. You know that kind of thing. Dodgers Padres, and I gotta say. When we saw this two years ago in 2020, that was one of the best playoff series. Mm. That was unbelievably fun. Obviously, you had Fernando Tatis involved with that, and you had the Mookie Betts catch that was just so amazing. I mean, stuff Mm. like that is just – it used to have this air of the two best teams duking it out. It's a little different right now. And I feel it's not fair to us baseball fans with Darvish, Snell, Musgrove getting burned for this uh, this past series. So now Tuesday, you got to deal with Clevenger or Manaya. Mm. Um, it's just not it's not the same. Then you do get to reset it with Darvish, then uh, Snell, then Musgrove. So it's not you know a, a sudden thing with the Dodgers. Not to mention Dodgers don't have Walker Bueller, of course. Dustin May still hurt. You have um, Tony Gonsolin not fully back yet. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, hopefully he's all good to go. I mean, it's really Urias. Then you have Andrew Heaney and Tyler Anderson as well. It's not a lock that the Dodgers rotation is better mm-hmm. than Dodgers. It's really just game one that is the major question. Yeah. And of course, what happens game five after you've gone through Darvish, <laughs> Snell, and, and Musgrove. Um, how do you feel that these uh, rotations stack up? Who do you pick? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's so tough to say because it feels like that while they lack name value, it's still largely the rotation that is responsible for them winning a billion games this year, right? Yeah. Because when Bueller was pitching, he wasn't that effective. 
right? Sure, yeah. May, when May pitched, he had one or two games where he was effective, and then and really was awesome. not yeah. effective. Kershaw definitely effective, but he's he's theoretically back. Um, so, and then you know, there's been peaks and valleys like we've seen. Like you, Darvish finished incredibly strong, fantastic September. Um, Snell, the exact same way. Musgrove, not so much, but figured it out in the past couple of starts. Sure. But then we saw the same old Snell, right? Really poor start for him in game three. Inefficient. The, yeah, super inefficient. Um, Darvish, however, not the case. Looked absolutely fantastic. Musgrove, really, really fantastic start for him as well. Um, there's an interesting, I'll get to that later. But yeah, in terms of rotations, then I guess I would still give it to, I would still give it to the Dodgers. Okay. I mean, I, I think you have to um, because yeah. of just the weakness of game one and game five for the, the Padres. I really cannot emphasize enough. Manaya and Clevenger have been massive disappointments Yeah. Uh, for San Diego this year. I know Manaya did look better down the stretch a little bit, but it's not the guys you want to rely on in game one or game five. And with the Dodgers, they have depth with it. They can piggyback some stuff here too. I I, yeah, you have to give it to the Dodgers. The offense, I mean, the Dodgers, it's insane how good this offense is. Yeah, it's you, you can't not give it to them. And then there was a big thing that they brought up during the series on ESPN last week where no team struggled against higher velocity more than the San Diego Padres this year. Mm. Um, and I, I will never forget how excited we were for ESPN when after the Juan Soto, Josh Bell trade, Brent Drury acquisition, they had a series against la and they were like here we go we got this new founded lineup and they got smoked they yeah, got smoked. absolutely destroyed and I, I don't know i just think that i i would love i would love it if san diego could come in and make this a really competitive series i don't know if i'll say i would love it as much if they won because i don't know living in la now and getting to know dodgers fans and seeing how much they care about that team it is it is fun it is like they they Dodgers fans are a different breed, man. Like they, they just like, I, I even think they're more intense than, than Yankee fans. I think it's a different kind of fandom. Like mm. maybe it's different because in, it, when I walk down the street, when I walk Tokyo at night and, mm. um, and I walk past the houses every, and I mean like every house has the Dodger game on and that's sure. really the case in New York, but it's all apartments. So I can't see anything, but it is a, it is a different, brand of fandom out there um so yeah i, I mean they're all watching it after leaving after the seventh inning yeah you, <laughs> so I brought it back. you are you are uh, addicted to that sound this time uh, i i'm, I'm not against what? it every, every fan base does it. <laughs> and also as someone who fine. lives in that traffic now it's like why why not the sixth <laughs> yeah oh like well i understand it it takes five hours to get there and six hours to leave um yeah. san diego however like that's a big series that they just won. It would be it would be big. I tweeted about this yesterday, though. There are not enough rivalries in this sport right now, and we need this series to go five. I think yeah, for baseball, I couldn't agree more. Just, you know, like I love that. I want to be able to read about this all the time. About I want a brawl in game two. Like I want all of it. Okay. All right. I um, I want. I, 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 hear, I hear you fast. I hear you. <laughs> um, so so here we are. So. Please, I know, I know, right here, I know. Um, and we're going to predict who wins the World Series. That's what we do every week. Yeah. And it makes it easier as we go on here. So let's start from the beginning here. Mariners, Astros. What do you got? Oh. <laughs> oh. 
I okay. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll say Seattle. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying Seattle too. I actually believe the Seattle Manners are going to pull this out, and I think it's because of the way this offense is gelling right now. They just hit. They just got ten runs against the Jays. They have all the momentum. They have all of the. We see this a lot. Is wild card winners like the Royals, like the Cardinals, like the Giants winning World Series uh, because they just constantly get to play and be, you know, in that rhythm. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they all of a sudden show up and surprise and just shock the uh, the Astros here. So not to mention, I think we all agree that Verlander has been pitching above his head yeah. for this season. He's due for regression. We saw Framber Valdez just struggle in his last game to end the year. Um, I believe it was a six earned run game, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you just made a weird pose. Well, because Verlander isn't overhead. He's more. This is amazing. Guys, what is what is this? <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is what happens when Fast is doing it at like five o'clock as opposed to me doing it at ten o'clock. Yeah. Ten o'clock? Tent we got an octopus clock over there. No, it's it's when I'm inside my camping tent. Um oh, okay. whew, boy. Okay. Uh so how many games though the Mariners gonna take it? Um four. I'll go five, uh, just to be contrarian. Actually, no, I'm, they're going to sweep the Astros. They're going to sweep the Astros. It. Yeah, let's go. Um, Yankees, Guardians, fast. Where are you here? Man, I, I'm struggling so much. Uh, yeah. I, 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 like, I would love to say that, you know what? Uh, it really kills me. Uh, why not? Let's have some fun. Let's go to Cleveland. Let's go to Cleveland. I, and? I, I just think there's a uh, Cleveland in five. Okay. No, because if it's gonna happen, it can't happen in five. <laughs> I mean, it could because Bieber would return. No, oh, yeah, Bieber would be able to come back because he's starting game one. Game two. Game two. And then you no, have no, a rest day. Then you have four. You have three and four, and then you have five. So, like theoretically, you can have three days rest and come back. You know what? Yeah, it, it's it seems a, so they would lose one win. That'd be fun. <laughs> Four. Then I'd have to come back again. It, it, it's a bridge too far. I think I think it can't happen. Never mind. I'm gonna go with the Yanks. And Yanks in four. I'm saying Yanks in three. Um, I think it's just they're gonna bamboozle them. Yeah, they might. They might. <laughs> um, but it would be be such a Yankee thing this year for them just to lose in four. Um I won't forget that Guardians had a two point five percent chance to win the World Series before the playoffs happened, the lowest of any team. And wow. I'm pretty happy for them to uh, take that opening series. Mm. Uh, let's go to the Phillies and Atlanta. Atlanta and three. Yeah. So I'm saying it's the Phillies and five. Wow. Yeah. I think that I think that Nola and Wheeler are going to mess them up. I think uh, that and don't rule out like Kyle Gibson just having a brilliant start especially as a righty against the the atlanta as opposed to the lefty ranger suarez i don't think they're going to win the first game and i think you're going to see wheeler and nola take it and it can be a lot of pressure on atlanta i could even see phillies do it in four because of that it's Um, fun right not have his curveball um you could see charlie morton throw some cutters that are get blistered max reed's gonna win i think game one is totally atlanta's Mm. but it might be a struggle to get that second or third win I dig it. Uh, I dig 
Padres Dodgers fast. I already had my my one upset, which was Seattle. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that San Diego is going to take the momentum into L.A. and, and win. And they're going to win in five. Not a chance. Dodgers are sweeping us. Dodgers not sweep? Even, yeah, not even close. It, it's a... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I don't think that, I think Snell's not going to be able to handle it. I think that Darvish is going to allow some home runs and that's that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Darvish did not do well when he was a Dodger in the playoffs. Snell, can he rise to the occasion? Clevenger's throwing meatballs. God, they Clevenger's just, just throwing meatballs. He's just, uh, I see Clevenger, yeah. oh yeah, he's throwing meatballs. No, literally, he went to an Italian restaurant before the game. He said, "I need oh, about, no. I need about 140 meatballs." Do, um, does Mike Clevenger belong in my top 100 for next year? Um, yeah, yeah, he does, he does. But do you know how many good pitchers there are? I, 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 I think when you're getting to the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there are going to be few who have the same upside that he does. And I think there is. While I will not probably Eduardo Rodriguez. Or Mike Clevenger? Uh, I, Mike Clevenger. I love you say that with like a furrowed brow. I, 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 don't, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I think it's – I would have to look deeper, but I don't even think it's close. I think with the stuff that Eduardo Rodriguez perpetually goes through uh-huh. and the inconsistency and mm-hmm. the injury concern, Mike Clevenger, mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's a bounce back from a second Tommy John in a walk year. Like it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me with a full regular off season if he did get some of that velo back and start to look like himself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Eduardo Rodriguez, I don't think the, the ceiling is there. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know who I have ranked higher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not. I just I just wanted to give that point of like Clevenger, what is this meatball city? Um, breaking balls have just been bad. Anytime the Clevenger has gone this year, his success has been rooted in fastballs getting yeah. high. And that is not how Clevenger has success. It's through his slider. Um, totally. And it's not really what we've seen. So I'm terrified about that. Sean Mania has had ridiculous 60% plus CSWs on his slider the last two starts. Not so much usage, but what? You're, that's supposed to be like a 25% CSW. And to see about 25 thrown going there is pretty ridiculous um i hope for the padres sake that that can stay around but no the the, the dodgers are gonna win this it's like not even not even a question all right so there we have it there is um and and let's just go from there now so you're saying the mariners are playing the yankees seven games what do we got i'll say mariners and six mariners and six to the world series against Mm -hmm. who uh, Atlanta guess, or uh, Atlanta or the Padres. I'll say uh, Atlanta goes back. Okay, and how many games? Um, I'll oh, oh um I'll say they do it in the oh they would be playing I'll say they do it Seven. in four. Oh sweep. Okay, yeah. look at you. All right, and then the World Series here we have Atlanta against the Mariners. Let's have some fun, baby Mariners. Let's have some fun. We keep the dream alive. Mariners. Yeah, Mariners an ideal World Series. Um, yeah. Uh, on the other side, I'm saying the Yankees in six against the Mariners. Um, and then the Dodgers in five against the Phillies. And then I think the Dodgers take it in six. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but that's going to do it for today's edition of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. Thank you all so much. I know it's a different day. We've got on the corner coming out tomorrow. 
um check out the the top 200 on the site tomorrow enjoy the playoffs i mean this is this is the fun stuff this is the good baseball time it is our time october is baseball month but that's it for today so we'll be back next week but my name is nick pollock i'm alex fast we'll talk to you guys next week